and welcome to Cars Unfiltered, Episode 3, Kind of Manufacture Monday. <laughs> Today we have, again, uh, Mike. Yep, that's me. That, that's him. And Adam. Howdy. And I'm Tom. So, yeah, we have a few things to talk about today. Um, we realize what, that when we tape this, we tape. Oh, yeah, there's tape. Remember remember tape, guys? Yeah, I remember <laughs> tape. Wow. Yeah, that, that's, I imagine some of our yeah. listeners do not remember tape. It's almost Throwback Thursday. Um, <laughs> 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 so... Uh, we tape these kind of in advance a little bit, so it's really hard for us to do news. Um, but we still like to talk about some of the news things and, that we feel like are you know kind of relevant for a long time. And we also have kind of some exploratory stuff today about trucks as we head into winter. So, yeah, actually, I think I'm going to talk about this manufacturer news real quick since it's for Manufacturer Monday. So, did okay... Now, we kind of shared this news article. Actually, we, I think we all saw it before. But before seeing this article, did any of you guys know what a pole star was? Not in this, uh, not in this sense. Yes. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> what exactly was the sense that you were familiar with it in? <laughs> I plead the fifth. My wife listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like a pollster, like, you know, a poll taking person. No, I, I mean, since I'm in the automotive industry, right, and we have competitors and shit that I have to know about. Um, it's historically been the performance division of, division of Volvo, no? No? Uh, yes. I, actually, I think it's also like a code name for their engines, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. No clue. No, I, I don't no know. Clue. Mike's I don't the know. only one of us that even knew it existed. <laughs> cars unfiltered. We're pretty much the most ignorant car people I'm, there are. I'm alive. thinking <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with cars. So. <laughs> cool. So anyway, so this article that came across all the news sources is um, Volvo, their performance division, Polestar, P O L S T A R. They're creating Tom, a vehicle. I just, just want to stop you there. Okay. Just so you know, that's. I'm going to tell our listeners a story time. Okay, story time with Mike. Earlier today, Tom sent me a, a message via Slack, and it's it used the word "to," and it used the word "t o o" when it should have been "t o," and that has that's bothered me because Tom is a college educated individual. <laughs> and apparently, apparently did not pay attention in the two English classes that he had to pass in order to get his diploma. <laughs> Nor did he pay attention Mike, at all in high school. Mike, surprisingly, you can pass those English classes if you know everything but one thing. You, and that's the one thing I don't know. Well, well, <laughs> well that, yes. But also, Tom, you, you can't subject your knowledge of the English language on our listeners. And most people would understand that Polestar is spelt the way that pole star sounds like it is spelt. <laughs> so now continue with your I, story. Or continue with your news. I'm, My story's over. I'm, continue I'm, with too, I'm too distraught now, Mike. <laughs> story why do you think I did? Grammar Nazi Mike. Is <laughs> why, do you think, why do you think that I... Why do you think that I only do Instagram and podcast, Mike? It's so I don't have to use that word. Now we know. Now we know. All right. Leave the blog in the okay. All right, good. That's why you guys need to edit that stuff when I write things. <laughs> I beg. Um, 
Okay, so <laughs> Volvo and the, all of that, and like we have to go back to Volvo, which yep. <laughs> goes more into the problem with this. Okay, so Volvo is creating a Polestar One, um, which was a concept vehicle, and now it looks like they're going to produce it. Um, and also, um, Volvo and a few other manufacturers are really moving toward. They're like setting dates for having like electric only vehicles. Um, and, and I think too, some, some, manuf- aren't some manufacturers like setting dates they are saying, we're not making any more gas vehicles after 2025 or tw- whatever. Yeah, for sure. A lot of them are setting, excuse me. A lot of them are setting, um, dates for, um, all of their electric things. Right. But the smart ones aren't setting a specific date for fully electric, uh, implementation, let's say, because we don't know when that's going to happen. It, it right. could happen whenever. Uh, as you can see, the only automaker who is currently fully electric is Tesla. And they're having significant production problems. So the people who don't currently have production problems, as in the ones who are currently making cars, aren't going to set a definite date of, yes, we'll be fully electric by X. Well, but, I mean, Ford has fully electric vehicles, and Nissan has fully electric vehicles, and GM has a fully electric vehicle. And there's more. Sure, but the <laughs> Rimac has a fully electric vehicle. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean that they've gone that the company has gone fully electric. Going full, Rimac has. Oh, okay, fine. They they're a supercar <laughs> manufacturer, Tom. Well, true. Continue, I'm going to get off my soapbox. Continue with your story. Okay, sorry. <laughs> there you go. That's what you get for the the two the grammaring. That's what you get. Um. <laughs> Awkward silence. It, yes, yes, it is. So Volvo. <laughs> so Volvo. Oh yes. So uh, I think it's cool that they're going to make a you know an all electric vehicle. It's kind of interesting here because they're it it's <laughs> they're making this all electric vehicle, but it appears there's some confusion about how people may want to purchase said all electric vehicle. Which, if I was a manufacturer taking that kind of a risk, I'd think that would be the first thing that I'd want to make the most clear in my marketing um they're talking about volvo is releasing a subscription thing for like the xc40 that i think we talked about one or two podcasts ago and then uh you know porsche is doing the same thing and uh so yeah they're not sure apparently whether it it sounds like if you know they're going to only offer it on a subscription basis but if you want to throw money at them they'll make it happen is what it kind of sounds like but that said if there was an electric an all electric like s40 or s60 or something like that volvo i think that would be pretty amazing um same thing with audi like if if audi had you know i can't remember if they have um like what their concept was called and stuff but anything in that like kind of like small sedan you know bmw 3 series size um you know vehicle that's like all electric and gets 300 miles which by the way i figured out like 300 miles is such a sweet spot of a range because uh, I was like, I've started commuting quite a bit and that is like the minimum that I could really, uh, you know, have for a vehicle is like 300 mile range electric. So, so yeah, I don't know. I know you, I think you guys are probably a little different than I am, but like, you know, the model three is really exciting to me. Used model S's dropping in price are really exciting to me. And I probably in the next 12 to 24 months, am going to hopefully get something all electric. How about you guys? 
Well, I, before we move on to that, uh, one, I'm only going to buy an all-electric vehicle when I can drive it to my parents' place and not worry about getting stranded in the middle of nowhere. Um, but also, to go back to Volvo, I find this interesting, right? So Volvo, if you don't know, is owned by Geely, which is a Chinese manufacturer, um, after it was sold by Ford in 2010, I believe. Um, and I find it interesting what the Chinese are doing with the brands that they hold. Uh, well, I guess not Chinese, but Chinese, uh, the Asian brands in general, right? So... It's like Dawoo and Kia. Well, Kia, I guess Kia is Korean or well, something. Well, spe- right? yes, yeah, so Kia is uh, Kia. Uh, yeah, Kia. I think specifically is one of the ones that I'm thinking about. Um, so Volvo is has historically been perceived as a, a safe car. Um, yep. It's synonymous with you know family. Like Saab sed- was. Yeah, it's synonymous with the family sedan. Um, not well-to-do, but not poor-off either, right? Like, the Volvo was a, a middle-market car or whatever. Um, but anyways, now they're moving into with, with Polestar, obviously, which has spun off from Volvo. It's interesting because that, that will have a, a halo effect on the Volvo brand, regardless of whether it's intentional or not. It will. Uh, and I find it interesting because Genesis, which is a, a sub-brand of Kia is their luxury uh, counterpart. And it's been seeing substantial growth globally um, with vehicles that aren't altogether different from, say, a Lincoln, but they command a price closer to Mercedes values. Uh, and they have, a, they have a fairly wide range. It's not just one car, right? They have a, a few different sedans anyways. Uh, but I find it interesting uh, that that's... They're changing the perceptions of their brands by going up market, whether it's by performance or by luxury. Uh, a friend of mine actually has a, I think a 2016 or 2017 Genesis, and I'm not sure which one, which one it is, if it's the 80 or the 90. But to be, I rode in it a few times, and to be honest, I was kind of impressed. Like it wasn't an S class for sure, but. It was a lot nicer than I thought it would be. Yeah, right. That's exactly what I'm saying, right? Is it's something that you would never have considered previously. Um, but they're, they're doing a very good job, both in terms of quality and um, perceived value by the customer with their changes to their brands which are obviously intentional and strategic as they're trying to change the perception of what they sell to their global customers now. Which actually, so, so yeah, actually to kind of like go back to, I think to the point you're making, like I didn't, I didn't think about this before, but this, I mean, this Polestar one is supposed to be like over $150,000. Did Volvo even have a six figure car before this? If if it was, it's, very, very limited. The XC90, very, very maybe. The recent XC90, maybe. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and the, you know, to that point, too, like, I know actually you and I have talked a lot about this, like what it means for manufacturers to have Halo cars. Um, the XC90 T8 actually was $104,090. And that's brand new, though. It wasn't that much last year. No, yeah, that was... Uh, that was the most expensive Volvo of all time is what it, what the article I'm looking at from Business Insider is telling me. We'll have that in the show notes. Okay, yeah. Cool, yeah. 
But yeah, I think I think it's definitely interesting. Like the XC90, I have not ridden in one yet, but I keep seeing them on the road and they look amazing. Um, like seriously, okay, so <laughs> we're go- I'm gonna go off off the rails a little bit here. Um, the uh, Land Rover Velar. I don't know if you guys have seen those. I saw one in person the other day, and that like dropped my jaw while I was driving. Okay, and here's the thing. I bu- let me speaking of that Volvo. Make sure. I'm looking at the XC90, and it's still an ugly car. Jeez, Volvo, Volvo does Dude, not look good. Person, I think they look good. I think they look good in person, Tom, man. I think, really do. You think a lot of weird things look good. I suppose I am a fan of the uh, the old Focus SVT. So, See, right there, and not for the performance yeah, factor because discredited. you thought it looked good. Discredited, right there. Okay, so the XC90. What's interesting to me? I think it looks good. And it comes with so much stuff. It comes with okay. it comes with custom. I'm I'm going to say this wrong. Orifors, crystal champagne glasses. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like, and how much is a base one? It comes of those? with a crystal gear shift. Yeah, I don't know what a base is. I, I'm only looking at the most expensive one because, let's be honest, that's what I want to look at. <laughs> True. No. Yeah. A hundred percent. Tom. Tom um, it comes with a refrigerator with bottling glass holders. Come on. Yeah. Oh, actually, I'm surprised by this. So this is actually this happened to me twice now. Okay, so I thought that the XC90 kind of like started at like around sixty thousand. Um, I know that you know, obviously, you said they go. <laughs> actually, what'd you say they go up to? One hundred and two. One hundred and four. One hundred four. <laughs> you know what their base price is? I'm, I'm gonna go since you're laughing. I'm gonna go with forty five. <laughs> forty six. <laughs> I was close. So- so if you take 104 minus, let's say, 47, so that means you can get $57,000 in options on a Volvo. That's you could buy two. Mike, if that's, if that's not an indication that the economy is, like, going, like, crazy right now, beyond rationale, this is probably the, the answer right here. Because similarly, um, you should pull up, too, like, on LandRoverUSA.com, the Range Rover Velar, Okay. I saw this vehicle. Now, you know how much Range Rovers usually are, right? Like, they start around 80 or something like that. Um, and the Velar looks, I, I think, looks amazing. And I was super surprised to see that it started at, like, 50000 It's forty nine. Yeah, actually, not bad. That's a yeah phenomenal-looking SUV. Yeah. It has a, it has and, a very substantial uh, rear cargo area that overhangs... The rear wheels, though, I'm not a fan of that. Well, I mean, yeah, but like for the price, like this is kind of interesting to me because you know I, I run the disco, the new Discovery uh, Sport came out. You know, it starts at like thirty seven, thirty eight thousand dollars. I don't know. It's just weird to me that you can get like a get a nice Land Rover, like not just a Land Rover, but a nice Land Rover. You know, like. It's kind of possible now for a lot more people. It also comes with but, its own activity key. Oh yeah, who was who was the manufacturer that started that? I don't know. Was it them? I, it might have been you know, them. That, that is out of all the things that I've ever seen from Land Rover. That is probably my favorite thing. Only because if you go somewhere and you want to go for a run or whatever, you always have your fucking keys with you. Yeah, yeah. Which you know would be awesome if you could unlock it with your Apple Watch. That would be. That cool. would be. I bet you there's an app for that. Dude, Dude if, there's, if there if there's is, not, you just launched somebody's startup, Tom. 
Right. I think so. There you go. See, I would start up ideas. I would totally change out my uh, my door handle for one that had NFC with my Apple Watch. <laughs> and and I have, yeah, I mean, and I have even... the Ford keypad, which is already incredibly convenient. Yeah. And you wouldn't even have to like do that. Right. Like all you'd have to do, like you have the remote fob. So you could essentially just have a receiver that converts that to a remote fob, your watch signal to the remote fob uh, um, frequency to unlock the doors. That'd be awesome. Boom. Mike, startup. There yeah, you go. Mike, you just, uh, you, you just launched us into something here. <laughs> there, there we go. We got another, sorry guys, we're going to stop podcasting. We have other things to do now. <laughs> We're, we are now looking for investors. Uh, if anybody's interested, venture capitalists or uh, you know angels are welcome to contact us. Uh, yeah, we'll have a complete business plan in three to five business days. That's true. As soon as we receive your email, that you're interested. <laughs> All right, Tom. What's our, what's our next topic? Let's move on from. All right, sorry. Volvo. Um, although it's Volvo's and Range Rovers, I mean, it's something about SUVs. Right, like America is definitely in love with SUVs. No, no, you can have but, your SUVs. You know, well, you, you know, I, I'm like not going to get on my soapbox and talk about SUVs. We can get done with that. Oh, that's true. That's another. I want to save that for the next one. Um, I've been on too many soapboxes already today. <laughs> so before SUVs, though, right? This is the next topic. There were trucks, right? I, I mean, there's, there's I, still that, trucks. That's correct. There, there's still there's <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. Good. Also, some people would argue that because if you go way back to, I don't know, the 30s, there was a Suburban. Yeah. Interesting. But before that, wasn't there a pickup truck before the 30s? There was. Like 1922, there was a Model T pickup. Was it an option so, or was it a, like a real thing? I don't know. Wikipedia is telling me it's a 1922 model or Ford Model T pickup two, which to me means there was probably a pickup one. All right. Well, regardless, the Suburban didn't come out until 35. So you've got it beat. So, so actually just a real quick from, uh, Wikipedia says that 1913, um, was like one of the first dump truck things they put, they modified a model T chassis with like a dump bed on it. So. We're talking not modified, though, Tom. We're talking production vehicles here. Come on. Okay, so it looks like the 1925 Model TT. All right, I'm okay. Or the Model... Okay, all right. So now that we've established a baseline here, um, which actually appears that they started in 1917 and built three. Dude, how much is a 1917 Ford TT worth? Pro- There's no, only three Probably a lot. If there's any... It's probably a really ugly truck, too. I wonder if there's any in existence. Um, so anyway, yeah. So what this so what this topic is is, I think all of us have mentioned this at one point or another. Uh, we all have trucks right now, some better than others, <laughs> Mike. And <laughs> like, there's something about a truck that I think we all we're trying to like figure out like what that was. And I think lots of people before have tried to identify this, and while we'll probably fail. To describe it in its entirety, I figure we should try. So, so yeah. for for me, I mean, for me, I have an F one fifty. It's a two thousand seven crew cab, and I just love the room. I mean, the interior room is just amazing. You know, I have I have three brothers. You know, you can you can go to lunch from work from the office and take 
you know, three full grown men with you to lunch and it's everybody's comfortable. You know, you don't have to carpool. You don't have to take separate vehicles. Um, nobody has to be squished into a back seat. I mean, that for me, that coupled with just sitting up higher, being easier to get in and out of. I don't know. That's what I love about my yeah, truck. And Adam took me to uh, to Lansing the other day, actually to get our new camera, and like like his truck, like we had you know conversation, took phone calls, like it was just it's like you're riding in like an S class, you know what I mean, or you know like a luxury vehicle, and I, I don't know, there's something about how trucks ride too. I don't I don't know what it is. Trucks do definitely ride differently than other vehicles. Oh yeah. That said, my truck has zero room. It only has <laughs> two front seats. It's a regular cab. It has an eight-foot bed, and I will say that I like the eight-foot bed as the one feature that every truck I've ever owned has been missing. Um, so you can have your crew cab, Adam. F it. I'll, I'll take a bone stock base model contractor interior with an eight-foot bed any day. Except there is a g- pretty decent flaw with Mike's truck. Which Adam and I's trucks don't have. Yeah, mine burns about a quart of oil every 200 miles or so. And it's also a V6. I wasn't even going to go there. So there it is. <laughs> See, I have the V6 Mustang, and you have a V6 truck. A tired V6 a truck. very tired truck. <laughs> Tom, that's, that's, that's why a, we're taking your truck down to Illinois this weekend to go pick up things that it wasn't designed to do. Yeah, it really wasn't. It's going to be interesting. Um, <laughs> which my truck has a notorious transmission that's allegedly goes out. So we'll see. We'll see how this as goes. As long as it, it doesn't go out while we're towing a light freaking vehicle. As long as you're not, it's not while you're in the truck. Is that, is that pretty much? Yeah. Uh-huh. As yep, long yep. as it doesn't go out while Mike <laughs> is the one that'll have to climb underneath it. <laughs> exactly, because that's the first thing Tom's going to say is, "Mike, you can fix this, can't you?" Mike, help! Can you help uh, me fix this? Um. So anyway, yeah, like I had, so I've had two trucks. I had a 1999 F-150, actually the same truck that Mike has, except I was, mine was not only V6, uh, it was also two-wheel drive, which is a huge no-no. Mine's mine's Um, actually a 98, Tom, and it's four-wheel drive. So there's that. And it actually works. The four-wheel drive works. Mine was manual. I'm not sure if it makes it burn more oil or not. (laughs) No, probably. Mine mine was manual, Yeah, you had me beat there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, I definitely love that truck. If it would have been four wheel drive, to be honest with you, I'd probably still have it today. I feel the same about um, my old Dodge. Yep. Mike had it. Me and Mike in school, we had our trucks, and I, it was weird, right? It's like something fun. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't so much for you, but for me, it was fun because, like, oh, we just, we both have trucks and we go do stuff. Well, and in school, we were like the only guys with trucks, let's be honest. We, we were probably one of the few people that had an American-made vehicles actually in the parking lot, now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that statement. Yep. Everybody had, like, Subarus or Hondas or Honda, Toyotas. A or, lot of Hondas, a lot of Nissans, yep. you know, a lot of old Corollas. Yep. Yep, yep. that was that was interesting. So, I mean, Is I don't it, know why, so but... So everybody listening knows that's Adventists for you. <laughs> I don't, not just not just Adventist. That's uh, well, we won't get into, get into that. Um, <laughs> wrong forum. Wrong just, forum. 
let's just say lots of college parking lots are not a good representation of American made vehicles. Um, (laughs) but yeah, like, I don't know. I, I sold, so I sold my truck, right. And I bought an SUV, which was, I was looking for another truck. Um, well, actually there's a long story of what I did with my truck, which was a huge mistake. Let's hear hear the long Um, story, Tom. Let's hear about that 350Z. Or what, I wish it was a 350. 300Z, what, um, what was it? I don't know. Let's hear about the story, Tom. Yeah. So so I was in college, and I was broke, and my truck started getting 11 miles to the gallon. And so, like, driving back and forth, it was getting really hard, you know, to, like, spend the money on gas to, like, go home or, you know, drive around or whatever. And so I decided that I needed to get rid of it. And... Come to find out later, it was like a $50 fix to uh, clean the EGR valve, which I, or I probably could have done it myself, and then I would have got started getting 20 miles again. Wait, again. really? All you did, um, it was just an EGR valve, Tom? It was you, dumb. You had just yeah, replaced dumb. the radiator in that thing. I know. I didn't know I didn't know what it was that was causing the issue until after top, I sold it. Tom, 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 Tom. Yeah, I'm just dumb. Um, why, did, why didn't you I, ever I, tell me about this? I don't know because I had new problems after that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it all happened so fast, Mike. Um, so I traded my truck to this uh, fellow who was extremely happy to make this deal. I traded it for a 1990 300ZX, which is not oh, a 350. Yeah, right. But and what I didn't realize, I drove the car and it felt amazing because I'd never driven something like that before. Uh, and what I didn't well, realize was just that... Just so our listeners know, Tom grew up in rural Michigan. Um, with, with, mm-hmm. a, with tractors and trucks yeah, was, and SUVs. I was going to say, with a CJ, what, 5? Oh, yeah, As yeah. your kind of go-to yep. vehicle. So sports cars weren't really his thing. No. Yep. Never maybe drove, like, one car before that ever. So, um, so I went and got this 300ZX. T-Tops. Awesome. Um, still like one of the most, honestly, like one of the most fun cars I've ever had when it was running. Um, but it had no compression. I later figured out, um, it didn't want to start electrical problems like crazy because it had been tinkered with and messed with. Um, which also kind of leads to why I really like stock vehicles now. I don't (laughs) know if you noticed that, but I'm kind of more, I've actually, my Raptor, I have slowly undone things that the previous owner did to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a fun car, but then it, for whatever reason, when I got down to 40 degrees, it wouldn't start anymore. I tried changing like sensors and a bunch of different things. I couldn't figure it out. And, uh, yeah. So then I got an SUV. And I that's the story about Tom got a yellow S- escape. <laughs> yes. Yellow, which I really didn't want to get at first. And then about six months after getting it, I kind of fell in love with they, it. They, honestly, and, so uh, I haven't driven an escape for a significant amount of yep. time. I'll say that again. Having driven an escape for a, a not insignificant amount of time. Yep. You can you can get used to those. Although you will always look like a suburban soccer mom. It's true. I, I used to watch for other guys driving escapes. And you never saw one. And I would wave. And I would wave to them. And they would like kind of, it was kind of funny because they would like kind of acknowledge, acknowledge it, but then like kind of like look down, you know, because ashamed. They, yeah, because, and then, because they know why you're waving. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of the escape thing. If you're a dude driving escape, you kind of wave in shame, you know. Like it's just like a common mutual understanding at that point that yeah, this is life right now. This is yeah, that's, that's you know. Much it, yeah. 
Yep. But I did like it. I actually really, um, it drove really good because, you know, like the, the Ford Focus chassis is actually one of the better handling chassis out there. And that's what the Escape's based on. No, the Escape was based on the Taurus. Tom, you had a, it was on a truck chassis when you bought it. The, the yeah, escape? the escape the the year escape that you had was on a truck chassis. Now it shares the focus no. the focus uh, platform. No, it was a it was a Taurus chassis, Mon Frere. Maybe I don't think so. Was it? Because there's there's no frame, no frame. It's a unibody. It's a Taurus with an all wheel drive Taurus lifted. That's what it oh, is. That, yeah, that <laughs> that may be true. I thought it was on a truck chassis. Yep. Nope. Nope. No frame. And I know this because one of the reasons I sold it was because the frame was starting to get a little rusty, or the unibody was starting to get a little rusty in some places I didn't want it to. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, that's so anyway. Then I I just after a while I had that and I just wanted a truck again, so I ended up getting a truck again, and I'm really happy I did. So did you go right from that to the Raptor? Yep. Nice. That's a trade up. Yep. <laughs> yep. The Escape had two hundred and fifty thousand miles on it when I wow. sold it. Yep. Wow. Cool. So yellow Escape to blue Raptor. So. Yeah. So, so I'm, I, I looked this up. Right. It was <laughs> the first gen Escape was actually built on the CD2 platform, which is the for the Ford CD class vehicles, which is yes for the Taurus. Um, yes. But it, it was actually a joint venture with Mazda at the time, and Mazda took the lead on yep. the development of that particular chassis. Hmm. With the tribute. With the, tribute. the Mazda yep. tribute. Yep. Yep. A lot of interchangeable parts between the Escape and the tribute. Also, fun fact, my 99 F-150 had a Mazda five-speed manual transmission. Yeah, that was kind of, that zoom, was kind of zoom. common, though. Do you well, know, so I speaking mean, of manufacturers, do you know that uh, the Zoom Zoom... Uh, marketing uh, scheme came about while Ford Fields was the head of Mazda. Or not, oh, not really? Ford Fields, I'm sorry. Mark Fields was the head of Mazda. Yeah. Oh. I was going to say, like, football? Yeah, no. no, no, no sorry. I was, I'm thinking, <laughs> thinking forward and then talking Mark, but no, Mark Fields was the head of Mazda oh. at the time. Yeah. Okay, so honestly, like, Mazda has decent marketing, right? So what the heck is wrong with Ford? Like, Ford's marketing is still kind of... How do, you, how do you market a car that has been seen for the last hundred years as being a car of the people? I guess Volkswagen figured it out, so I mean, never mind. Well, I mean, like, look at the F1, the marketing material for the F-150. Like, right here, Ford celebrates hundred years of truck history from 1917 model TT to nineteen or to 2017 Ford Raptor. Boom, they're doing it right there. Although this is a fairly bland article. And that's that's press release. part of why. We don't have very, very yeah. uh, creative people at Ford. Well, I mean, they do. Like, they make really good stuff, but they just don't get very excited about it. That's true. We need more car people in our in our marketing department. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. So in, in other news, so to move on from trucks now, because it feels like we've exhausted this topic for long enough. Um, there is. I just found. Well, I just found and sent you guys the link. That Steve McQueen's racing gear is being auctioned. Steve Steve McQueen's racing helmet and his racing suit are being auctioned, Tom. So, did you know a friend of mine used to ride a motorcycle with Steve McQueen? Really? Yep. Wow. 
Well, yep. they're estimating that this stuff in particular, which is, bear in mind, three items of clothing. It's a helmet, a jacket, and a pair of pants. They're estimating that mm-hmm. it's going to go for roughly $400,000. Hmm. I, so I, I am a fan of Steve McQueen for the most part. Have you part. ever seen any of his movies? I have. I have some of his you've, movies on yeah, Blu-ray. You've seen Bullet. What else have you seen? I have. Um, let's see. I've also seen the crap. Exactly. Uh-oh. The one where he escapes from the military prison, the POW oh, yeah, one. That one's pretty good. The Great yeah. Escape. How come it's I can't think of it? The Great Escape. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why I couldn't. I couldn't think of that. Um, let me see what else. The Magnificent Seven. I have seen that. I do. That's actually. I do like that one quite a bit. Um, what else? I mean, there's a couple. I haven't seen a ton, but yeah, I've seen well, a few. That's that's more. I give you a little more credit than I was previously going to give you. Um, <laughs> All right, good. Also, bearing in mind uh, our time here. Do we want to give a uh, project car update, Tom? Um, yeah. Actually, did Adam? Did you have anything else about trucks? I really didn't. No. Yeah. Because I kind of like uh, ran yeah, away. Yeah, that, that was kind of it. You know. I mean, <laughs> I do want to hear about a project update, really. though. I mean, I know you guys have some pretty fun stuff coming up here this weekend, right? I don't know if I'd use that <laughs> fun. adjective. Oh, come on, Tom. Tom, but, I might bring Daisy. She'll play with you the whole way. Oh, but yeah, I'll bring some extra micro fiber <laughs> cloths. Good idea. Good idea. They, Daisy, All right, Daisy's yeah. So my what, dog, what, guys. Daisy's my dog. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um. So yeah, what's what's the story? What are we doing? All right. So what we're gonna do is tomorrow I'm going to because I haven't done this yet. Tomorrow I'm gonna go reserve a U-Haul trailer. It will not be the first time this truck has been on a U-Haul. Um. And then Friday, Tom tells me that he's going to come over here, and we're going to head out to Illinois. So my folks live uh, kind of roughly two and a half-ish hours outside of Chicago. So we're going to drive from Detroit to their place, and we're going to sleep because it's necessary. And then we're going to load up a truck the next day, Saturday, um, and we're going to drive it back down to, or back up, I guess, to Michigan so I can start working on it and have it ready for the Alcan. Nice. There will be pictures. And yeah, and I got a new camera that's actually not my phone. So, I mean, that's a so step Tom, up. I'm going anyway, you know, with pictures. So, there will be many pictures, whether they're high quality <laughs> or not, remains to be seen. Probably of the truck floor, maybe my probably nose, a few things of like stuff like that. The bright sky, too much light, washed out. Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, that a lot of that. I have, I have confidence in your photography ability there sir i do not (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh and also like interestingly enough um we may i don't i'm just gonna say this i know this is a risk that this may not actually work out but um we may all start posting to instagram soon so if you are interested in watching our antics or either way like if you guys are interested in watching our antics, you can check us out on Instagram uh, with the tag Cars Unfiltered and check out our stories. We're going to try and ramp that up a little bit. Um, and yeah. yeah. Well, also, we're also we're out of this trip. We're starting to launch our video series, too. So that should be a thing. Yeah, sometime next Hopefully. week. 
And guys, as you know, as we post this stuff, and uh, you know, if you follow not just our podcast, but on uh, Instagram, uh, you know, Facebook, uh, as we start putting more content on YouTube, uh, we'd love your feedback. I mean, any any feedback, positive, negative, you know, we we would love it. So um, feel free to reach out, leave us a comment. You know, um, like the stuff if you like it. If you don't like it, then let us know. You know, how can we improve and make it better? Just like, would it really, you can let us know, would it really affect your opinion, opinion of me if I don't use, you know, the right form of the word? <laughs> yes. To... yes, it will. And on that note, I think, uh, I think that's it for episode three. So I want to thank everybody for listening and tune in next week for episode four of Manufacturer Monday. Cool. Don't forget to click subscribe and share it with your friends. <laughs> All right. I'm getting I'm getting out of here guys. I'm gonna go sit and chill for a while. Alright. You know what you should What's do, Mike? That? You should go sit and chill I'm, for a while. I'm going to. I'm gonna pour myself I'm oh, gonna pour okay. myself some more whiskey and then I'm going to. Alright, All good. Right. Later guys. See ya. <laughs> See ya man.